Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. I am Kyle. With me today is Mr. Ashford West. How you doing, buddy? What's up? Um, good. good. So good. before we dive in, as always, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, that's where you can listen to this wonderful podcast. So make sure you check that out. Um, today's topic, we are going into a little Overlanding 101. This is a deep topic. It's a deep one, but we're going to try and keep it as basic and simple as possible for you that don't know what overlanding is. Um, it's a new thing, so yeah, I'm sure a Open lot of people coming. are like hitting the Google webs and trying to figure out what overlanding is because it's kind of an odd name. It's been around for like forever. We just changed yeah. the name of it, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. It's like so. it's like truck camping. Yeah, you just drive around in your truck and you <laughs> camp which is what we've done for like 100 plus years. Totally. But, <laughs> but overlanding. We're going to talk about overlanding. Um, it's really dumbed down version here to try to kind of explain it to the entry levels. And yeah. I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? Entry levels? Oh, man. Well, for this, yeah, it's a word, <laughs> of course. If I'm if I'm involved, everything's a word. Um, but, yeah, overlanding is It's really, uh, I mean, aside from just truck camping, um, it's – it's in my opinion uh, finding a way to be self-sustaining in your vehicle for an extended period of time so i'm not talking like maybe a weekend camp out i'm thinking for my personal definition of overlanding camping out of your vehicle whether it be in a rooftop tent or ground tent we'll get into that but not having to leave camp for four or five days yeah so i would agree um that's what overlanding is. So all of you that have been camping, all of you that have never heard of what overlanding is, um, you've been doing it. You just yeah. didn't know. Um, so yeah, overlanding 101, and you can't really do it without a vehicle. Yeah. So I would that's say kind of a, what's the, the key you, feature? You probably 
tried to find a definition of overlanding. It's it's vehicle based travel and camping. That's a good one. So you're you're in a vehicle, usually a four wheel drive vehicle. It's gonna obviously work best in this situation. You're going into areas that a lot of people can't make it into. Uh, a lot of times it's gonna be a multi day trip um, or multi multiple de- um, destinations. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of moving from from one location to the next, and you're being self sufficient off of your vehicle. Um, obviously hiking, backpacking, motorcycles, you can only carry so much gear. So overlanding (laughs) kind of, it's cool because you can really outfit your rig to work well for multi, multi multi-day expeditions. Yeah. I mean, it's almost in a, in a way to a certain extent, it's almost like overlanding is a version of camping out of an RV, but you converted your truck to an RV the best way you could. Totally. <laughs> but um, the cool thing about that is your truck or Jeep or whatever you're in is usually more capable than an RV. Totally. But, you know, an RV. Totally, you're not going to totally. go into the Rubicon with your <laughs> RV. Yeah. I mean, you could, but yeah. Yeah. send pictures. Um, so, so, yeah, first things first, obviously there's a vehicle involved in this. Um, so there's a couple things on, on both our lists that I think we both look for. Um, it, you know, whether you're doing a budget build or you just want to buy a brand new truck and do a full overland build, um, some of the things that I've found that I have on my truck that are important for me anyways, uh, my number one is lockers. Um, so my ZR2 has locking differentials front and rear, <clears throat> which yeah, at the time I wasn't like, this is the coolest thing ever, but now that I've actually had to use them, they're a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, having a vehicle that's capable is a good starting point now. Yes. Uh, as you touched on, you don't really have to have, you know, the, the brand new zr2 or jeep or tacoma or ram or whatever platform you choose you can definitely start with an older rig that doesn't have these just make sure you select a rig that has good aftermarket support yeah i Um, agree with that so i mean getting into adverse conditions and off-roading i mean overlanding you're going to get into some some decent terrain and you need to have something that you can support it with aftermarket parts to make it do that job better so to elaborate on that if you buy a rig that has no aftermarket bumpers, has no aftermarket racks, has no way to attach anything to it, um, you know, nobody makes differential lockers for it. You can't get a lift kit for it to maybe Gears. get better ground clearance to get over some certain obstacles. Yep. You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So obviously choose a vehicle, and it goes without saying, a vehicle that's going to be capable to get into the areas that you're shooting to explore. Yeah, and and when you are picking your vehicle, something you want to keep in mind too, not only is it the vehicle's capability, um, what it has, you know, like I mentioned, lockers. Um, there's other things. <clears throat> Obviously, you want 4x4. Four four. Um, you know, some other things come into play, um, which is way more detailed and a, and a whole other topic, but IFS or straight axle, um, yeah. what fits you. But also, a, a lot of these people, a lot of these people, myself included, um, are bringing family along, you know, and that's, that's yeah. kind of part of the fun. So probably not totally. a best single cab truck, probably not the best, best way to start. I know you've had one. Um, so, I mean, it, again, this is all basic knowledge, but, um, I think Ash made a really good point is the aftermarket support I think is a huge one that yeah. it, there's nothing worse than having a f- guy call you and say, I need, I need a bumper for this. And you're like, uh, they don't, I don't make bumpers for that. Yeah, I had a customer just last week that came in that had, I think it was like an, well, I've had two that come to mind just thinking about this. I had a guy with a Sequoia the other day, like an early first-gen Toyota Sequoia. 
Duffy. which is kind of like based off the Tundra platform, the Toyota Tundra, but there's just nothing for it. Like he was trying to find a rack, a uh, front bumper, and the only companies really making stuff are like those little mom and pop shops, which I don't know anything about the product. I don't know. It may be really good stuff, but you can't really get that aftermarket support on those guys. So, um, and then the other guy was riding, like, I want to say it was a Nissan, like a Frontier. Yeah. It's just, a there's just n- not much out there for him. I mean, if you're going to go into like national parks, maybe you could probably make yeah. it work. But if you really want to get off the beaten path and you're going to want something that's capable, then yeah, I mean, we probably, we can name some of the heavy hitters. Yeah. As far as vehicles go. Yep. Um, Which uh, ties right into the next portion of this is the accessories for your vehicle. Um, yeah. Which there, there's lots of key ones. I, I kind of broke this down into like three topics that we're gonna we're gonna go over. So the vehicle right. accessories, we're gonna talk about eating and I like sleeping. I like to do both of those. Right. Pretty straightforward. Um, so as far as vehicle accessories, since we're already on the topic of, of rigs and stuff, what would be um, some of your suggestions for the guy who just bought a brand new truck, Jeep, van, and he says, I want to go overlanding? Um, aside from suspension, wheels and tires and stuff like that, but like I'm talking the hard parts, what, what would be some of your go-to suggestions for the guy that says, I want to do an overlanding build. What parts do I need for my vehicle? Man, there's a lot. That's, there's a lot. <laughs> Where do you start? I mean, wheels, tires, suspension, drivetrain upgrades, armor, recovery gear and then obviously all the creature comfort items yeah lighting i mean that list is pretty long uh, as far as where i would start um it seems like there's like a trend out there to try to make the truck look cool first or the jeep look cool or whatever vehicle you're on make oh, it look yeah. good scratch that stuff off the table and try to get into stuff that's going to make your rig reliable uh something you can depend on and have the means of getting out of bad situations yes where we're going there's usually bad situations yep well Uh, and even weather too yeah i mean you could leave it could be nice and warm in the valley you get up ten thousand feet in the mountaintop waking up in snow yeah yeah we did that last year we did it was a year before last i don't remember how long ago it's been (laughs) but uh yeah get get those kind of big heavy hitters off the list first is what i would start with so if your vehicle gets stuck, you're by yourself, you're on a mountain trail, you're going to be really upset you spent $1,000 on lights and not $1,000 on a winch. <laughs> so start off with those those heavy hitters. I would start with, obviously, um, probably armor and recovery gear, and then obviously getting into some of the creature comfort stuff to make the you know camping trip or exploring a little more, um, what's the right word, comfy? Enjoyable. Enjoyable. Yeah. And, and a lot of it, too, is going to depend on what rig you got. Um, if you have a truck, most <clears throat> most overlanding rigs are going to have some sort of bed rack involved in it. Um, one of our go-tos is Lightner Designs. They make a great rack, fits a ton of vehicles out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> there's tons of accessories that can go on those racks. So um, you can get down into, like, jerry cans, fuel packs, max tracks is a great one. Um, like Ash said, I think he hit the nail on the head there with start with what is going to get you to, to and, and from, from, to and from. Is, is definitely crucial. So um, Max Tracks is, is one of my go-tos. Um, they've gotten me out of a lot of stuff. Just this last trip I did um, to the Oregon Dunes, we made it five minutes into the trail. Me and our camera guy, Cameron, just go bombing in, all excited to go play in the dunes and just got Bird. completely turtled. Um, <laughs> 
and there's nothing around to winch to but i had max tracks threw them under the tires and we got out in about 10 minutes so um, yeah there's some definitely uh definite good entry-level parts or things that you should try to scratch off your list first um you're going to hear me say this in every podcast that's what we're for call us talk to me or kyle um and we can run you through some of the items that i would start with or recommend and and build out a um you know a, a spreadsheet or a build list so that you can kind of get an idea and a direction so that you make sure you click off the right parts because money doesn't come easy uh, oh, yeah. we totally understand that and getting the right accessories first is going to make this enjoyable for the long run and i think um and by the way if it, there's a lot that goes into each of these accessories too so like ash said definitely give us a call um we did you and i did a podcast on picking the right winch for your truck yeah um so if you haven't listened to that make sure you you go back listen to that one that's a really good one um but also all the other little accessories too i think are definitely big players in it but like you said it's not it doesn't has nothing to do with getting there and returning but lighting is is you what you touched on is a pretty big one um our howitzer build is probably one of my favorite overlanding trucks because at night it is lit up everywhere yeah it's nice to have those things my yeah. my previous ram that i just sold i had um quite a bit of i had all the lumens we had a uh, Baja Designs is a brand that we kind of um, have came to love. They they make really good quality lighting. It's made here in the United States. Um, really good warranty and probably the best output as far as lights go. Um, they make some really good work scene lights. I had those around my rack for my rooftop tent so I could really light up the campsite. A lot of times you're getting into campsites super late at night and uh, you know working under dusk is is not fun. Yeah. So having some lighting's good. Light is good. Um, yeah, man, again. It's a rabbit hole. It's a slippery slope. It is. You can go pretty deep on this stuff, but um, if you're just getting started, start with those essentials. Make the trip enjoyable. Make sure you get home safe. Um, you know, choose a good rig, and yeah. Um, <clears throat> and on the topic of parts for your rig, there's a couple things I want to point out. Um, with overlanding, you're you're going to throw a lot of weight at your vehicle. It's just the nature of it. If you if you do it like most people have done, you're adding a lot of stuff to your truck. So first and foremost, um, you're not going to want to go overlanding in a truck that's jacked up 12 inches. Um, I think center of gravity is a big key. Um, and that's kind of been our go-to with, with all of our rigs, whether it's an overland build or not. We like to put the biggest tires we can on the smallest lift we can. Um, but when you're overlanding, especially if you have a rack, rooftop tent, all this extra gear in the bed of your truck, your center of gravity and your roll point is totally going to change. So you're not going to want a truck with a 12-inch lift kit to go overlanding in. I would agree. Um, that's probably one of the biggest overlooked things as far as kitting out a truck or a Jeep or whatever vehicle you choose is, is to keep it practical and make it to where the center of gravity is obviously in the right area so the vehicle is still capable off-road we do put a lot of weight on these rigs um, especially when you start adding things like tents and and i mean coolers and fridges yep. and man uh, the weight starts stacking up pretty dang quick and yeah. a lot of that stuff gets mounted pretty high on the, the the vehicle so yeah it's definitely a good thing to touch base on i am a um perfect example of that i think my tent is like a foot taller than the top of my truck um, which totally changes your, the driving characteristics of the the truck, too, at least off-road anyways. When you're throwing all that weight at it, 
Yeah. Um, it's not going to drive like it did when you first bought it. My going biggest down thing the road with that too. That's totally true. Also, keep in mind in your area. Um, I mean, just touching on rooftop tents in our area. We're in the northwest, and we have these green things that like to rip everything <laughs> off your truck. And putting a tent up super high on the vehicle, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. Yes, um, I um, took the family to our local little ORB park to go play around. Yeah. And I'm driving down this trail <clears throat> pretty slowly, like two miles an hour, just creeping through. The truck stops. The kids are yelling and screaming in the back, calm down. And I let off the brake, and I'm not moving at all. So I give it more gas, give it more gas, give it more gas. The front tires are coming off the ground by now? Yeah. Little, I totally forgot my rooftop <laughs> tent and my rack on the back of the truck, and there was a massive tree branch right in front of the rooftop tent, ripped a hole in my cover. Nice. So I, I learned the hard way on that one. But, yeah, knowing your surroundings, especially when you when you throw all this stuff on it, um, is key to making sure that you get there safely. Yeah. So speaking of racks, tents, um, you know, part of this overlanding is sleeping <clears throat> either by or on your vehicle. Yeah, you're going to be out for a couple of days. Um, I mean, single night trips, I don't know if I'd define that as overlanding. But, I mean, still a good time. Obviously, sleeping is going to be a part of this. You're going to be out there for several days, if not a week plus. Um, so being comfortable is part of the part of the game here. Um, lots of options. Um, rooftop, temps, rooftop tents, if I can talk correctly today, <laughs> um, have really swept the industry. It's, I mean, like everybody sells them now. Everybody makes them. They're on every single vehicle, and they're a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had one before or slept in one, it's pretty amazing. Um, I see why they caught on like wildfire. Um, but you don't have to have a rooftop tent to go over landing. There's still the classic tent. There's other options, sleeping in the vehicle. It could be, uh, you know, even like, a, for example, an SUV or foreigner where you can lay down the back seats and you have a spot to, to crash in the back. Um, some of the four-wheel drive vans, obviously a lot of guys kidding them out to, to sleep out of the inside of them or out of the insides. Um, you got a lot of options. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, too, when it comes to sleeping and overlanding is comfort. Um, what are you, are you saying? You're not like 14 anymore? You don't care? <laughs> no, I, now that I'm older now, if I sleep wrong, I hurt for a week. No. Um, and, and, you, and you mentioned that too, and, and it really is crucial for anybody that wants to get into overlanding and go out and go camping. I think we've all at least had one bad experience when we've been camping, either we weren't prepared for it or we didn't have the right gear or something. And um, there's nothing worse than being uncomfortable um, when you're camping. So you know how you get your family involved with camping and overlanding? What's that? <laughs> never take a cheap tent or pad. Yes, exactly. You will never come again. And that's what's so cool with these rooftop tents. They're, you know, the mattresses are incorporated into the tent. So you literally fold it out and you've got, a bed just as comfy as you do at home sometimes with some of these mattresses. And then there's like Oz tent makes really cool tents that, um, little ground tents, um, yeah. tent cots. There's all sorts of different cool things out there, but I, I definitely wanted to mention the rooftop tents. Cause like you said, that's kind of a newer thing. Um, that's taken the overlanding industry by storm. Um, also known as RTTs. A lot of people say the RTT. Yeah. Um, so if you hear somebody say, get yourself an RTT, it's rooftop tent. Um, oh, acronym. And that's going to that's gonna mount to the top of your vehicle. 
And that's the other cool thing about it, especially if you spend a lot of time camping in the woods, you're doing it every weekend. You never have to worry about packing a tent. It's there. You can leave all your yeah. I leave so mine blankets and I have a an ARB Simpson two Simpson three, um, and when it folds down, actually there's enough room inside of it to it it keeps the pad, which is probably yeah. like a three inch pad. So it's got some good foam in there. Um, but I leave two pillows and sleeping ba- bags, blankets. Uh, it's already kitted out, so I don't have to pack any of that. All I do is fold it out, and I'm I'm ready to crash. Yeah, there's more room in the back of your truck because yeah. there's other stuff we can put back there besides a tent. A big thing that I'm a fan of, too, a lot of the, the truck bed campers, I used to, before I had a rooftop tent, I always just crashed in the back of the truck. Yeah. Um, I would just blow up a, pa- uh, you know, a pad or even get like a, um, like a single air mattress that fit between the wheel wells. Yep. I did that for years. Yep. Uh, but the downfall is you have to take everything out of the back of the truck yep. or sleep and then you put everything back in the next day where rooftop tents, you can usually get them up on a rack. If we're talking on, on a truck, obviously, or even, I guess in a Jeep too. Yeah. Um, they're up out of kind of out of the way. So you can still carry your gear and bring your toys and yeah. Yeah. They're, they're cool. So just make sure. You get something that's comfortable for you or for you and your family, whether it be rooftop tent, ground tent, uh, do your research, get something that's going to fit you. It's going to be comfortable. And Um, works in your environment as well. Yeah, definitely want that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, eating. We've slept. We've built our truck. Now we need food. Um, food. Which is kind of one of my favorite parts of this overlanding, And, and I think it's, turning into a pretty cool thing there's videos all over of people making like gourmet meals while they're out on the trail and that's one of the cool things when, when i did ua with cooper like there's some people eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we're over there having like eggs benedict for breakfast and like with smoked salmon on it top makes it so much more enjoyable oh my gosh like when you're it's having a good cup of, co- of coffee and a good dinner or breakfast while yep. you're out on the trail or out in the unknown, it's so much better. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of really cool things out there for cooking, whether it be like a, a full camp kitchen set um, or you can go small and do something like the Timbo Tusk, um, which has a bunch of different size options. It's, it's basically like a giant wok yeah, um, that you can cook pretty much anything on it. And you know, it's cool when I do it with my family and stuff, the kids are always stoked because they're not eating burnt hot dogs over the campfire, even though that's fun and part of camping. Um, but it's, it's cool to be able to bring steaks, um, throw them in your fridge freezer. You do a really good job. Some of the stuff you make on the, the Timbo Tusk is pretty impressive. I have, yeah, I like, can get super I just picked up it. my own, um, I don't know, beginning of last year and I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. I got a lot, a lot to learn there, but We've made a couple meals like a um, like a stir fry on it, and oh, yeah. man, it's awesome. I just picked up actually, uh, super easy and portable and cheap. The bags of stir fry, oh yeah, noodles and stuff like that. Totally. And then you just throw it on there with some sauce, and you're good to go. Yeah. You don't have to bring anything else. And they have like pre cooked noodles. Yeah, yeah. That you can get at the store, so you can do like fettuccine alfredo if you wanted to on the timbo tusk because you don't have to cook the noodles eggs bacon oh man there's so many cool things you can do on that thing so um and the other thing part of overlanding are these fridge freezers that again are kind of like rooftop tents just taking every overlanding rig's got to have a a fridge freezer in it it seems like fridge freezers have a lot of hate too like there's so many people that look at the price tag of it and they're like there's no way i'd ever spend that much 
on a oh, on it's a fridge so freezer. worth it. If you are going to be gone for multiple days, <clears throat> tell me how you're going to store your food for five days without ice in a soggy, watery cooler. Now there's really good <laughs> coolers out there nowadays. Definitely leaps and bounds from the last you know ten years ago. If you look sure. for a good cooler option, good luck. Um, there's some good options that have hit the market. We sell like the Grizzly coolers. Yeah. I don't have a freezer fridge. I actually just have a Grizzly cooler. And if I pre-cool it at home and store the ice in it, oh, it'll I, I've for a actually long time. got probably about four, probably four days in some pretty good heat um, from it. And most of the time I don't take super long trips. So like my trips are usually a three-day weekend, Yeah, three, four-day weekend. Um, and go out with the family. So I can stock that thing up. It's a 60 quart and I can get by, but after that fourth day, I, I have to get ice or I'd have to get a freezer fridge. Yeah. And they're, they're really cool. We, again, we did another podcast on kind of comparing coolers and fridge freezers and they definitely have a place. Um, mm-hmm. both of them do it's, uh, some work for some people, some don't. Um, but ever since I've had my fridge freezer, it is awesome. Um, it's pretty rad. Yeah, they're cool. And, you can when's the last time you went camping and had like ice cream on day two when i'm at the the lake and i have to drive the seven bays right the boat to get ice see cream. that's the cool thing i can bring ice cream and popsicles in my fridge freezer and the kids can stay happy the whole kids, time i'm there kids are stoked goes back to the comfort thing as long as everybody's having fun and comfortable you can stay out there for as long as you want um so yeah that's that's some of the things i think that kind of fall into that overlanding you, you got to have some sort of kitchen if you will whether it be mm-hmm. a stove whether it be a full kitchen setup that you pull out um it's, it's yeah i've totally grown too or over the years i've kind of gotten better at it um i started off with just like you know your basic little single burner and cooking totally. off of that and then i went to one of the little uh propane barbecue grills and then for a while there i was using um i got a an older white gas stove given to me, which is actually pretty cool. I, I kept it. It's like a Coleman. I'm sure most people know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> you have to pump it up manually. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And it burns like white fuel or gas or yeah. kerosene. I yep. kept that just for like the prepper side because I can cook off of like <clears throat> anything. Yeah. But working from that and then now using a Timbo Tusk and, and then some of the other options like Camp Chef that we sell. Yeah you can really get pretty wild with it. And obviously this all comes back to how much room you have in your vehicle and how long you're going for and what kind of meals you have planned. If you're a single person, then you probably get by with something smaller or if you have a whole family, then maybe something like a camp chef where you have the ability, ability to cook multiple meals at a time or, yeah. or um, really put some food out on the table. Totally. There's, there's options out there. So um, definitely covers the eating side of it. Yeah. And I like what you just mentioned. Um, a second ago about how you've kind of like progressed. And I think that's, that's what overlanding is. We're not saying you need to go buy all these things that we're mentioning right out of the gate. Um, I mean, there's still stuff to this day even where, you know, I I told myself like six months ago, yeah, my truck's done. No, I've got, it's every, it's where I'm constantly doing something, constantly finding something, adding to it. So this isn't, when we say overlanding 101, this is Stuff we would recommend. You're not going to buy this stuff overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. You're going to find what works for you, what you need. Um, I think that's what makes it so fun is because every totally. time I go out and and do something like that, my, my wife probably hates me because every time I, I go out, it like it gets me an excuse to get something cooler. Yeah. 
or something better to make one part of that trip better. Uh-huh. Like I'm that person that's always there. I'm like, man, if I had this, it would have been such a better trip. That's what kind of makes it fun is you can kit your rig, you go out, you go go on a trip, you maybe go for a weekend, you realize that, hey, maybe my cooking setup's not that great. You can come back, you can talk to guys like us, and we can get you set up on something better. Next trip, you realize, hey, my sleeping situation's not that good. Um, and you can slowly build that. Or if you want to start with, you know, the full meal deal, you s- certainly can. But that's, I think that's what makes it so fun is you can, you can kind of geek out and outfit your rig and figure out what parts work and what, you know, what, what components don't and uh, make it more enjoyable. That's the name of the game is making it, making it fun. Yeah. And there's, there's so many other things out there that I'm sure people are going to be like, you didn't mention this, you didn't mention that, like awnings for your truck and um, you can get as crazy as you want with these builds, but it all goes back to the basics. How are you going to get there? Do you have a capable vehicle? How are you going to sleep when you're there? How are you going to eat when you're there? Um, I, are my kind of big three things? Because if if you only have one of those three things, it's going to be a miserable trip. Yeah, um, if you have a really good off-road rig and nowhere to sleep and nothing to eat, it's, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, um, and it's it's just a ton of fun. I definitely recommend, I mean, even go with people. You find out a lot of things when you're, when you're overlanding with crowds or other people, um, what works for you might not work for somebody else. Like you were mentioning and, and even stuff that I never thought I would have a fridge freezer until I went on that Arizona trip. We put it in my truck and I've never taken it out since. Cause I That's just absolutely cool. love it. So we've, um, uh, we've had a couple cool, um, events too. Last year we went to, what was it? Uh, you did over, overland adventure. <clears throat> And yeah, Overland to, Overland Adventure, yeah. Started in um, Wasilla, Arizona, and we drove to Flagstaff, Arizona. I think we only hit maybe like a mile of road or 10 miles of road the whole time. That's pretty cool. Um, and then shortly after that, we did, we did Northwest Overland Rally. That's super fun. That's up in our neck of the woods. Just, uh, was it just north of Leavenworth? Yeah. Um, forget what little town it's in. I don't remember. Plains. But Plains. Plains, Washington. Plains, Washington, yeah. Man, that's a good time. Um, a lot of local vendors, and we, we went out and checked it out and had our own little booth there. And it's it's cool. You get a, you get around a lot of like-minded individual, individuals that have the same kind of passion and, and kind of want to do the same thing as you do. So it's super fun. You meet a lot of cool people. Um, you get to see a lot of cool places. I think that's why it's kind of catching on Yeah. so much is because, I mean— how could you not want to outfit a rig and go out and explore new trails and see new things and get away from your day-to-day life and try to stay off the pavement? And it's, I mean, you can make maps and try to stay off the pavement pavement as much as you can, um, hit cool, you know, waypoints. I mean, it's, I, I enjoy the heck out of it. And that's, you bring up a good point with the, the events we go to. That's a great avenue for people who wants, who maybe somebody looking to get into overlanding. Mm, totally. Uh, there's there's smaller groups um you know hop online s- search for a local overlanding group um or an event near you i know there's events going on all the time just show up at one of the events walk around check out all the different rigs there everybody builds their truck and rig differently um, it's, it's gotten so big it just came to mind that even sema now yeah has their, has own, their own section yeah for overlanding it was pretty cool um yeah it's 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 already big. It's going to get even bigger. Um, it's pretty cool. The other thing too, that you cannot do without overlanding, you cannot not have an Instagram account. Oh, totally. If you don't have an (laughs) iPhone and an Instagram account, 
you're not overlanding. <laughs> you have to take pictures. You got to get the right angles. That's right. That's Make sure right. you get those hashtags. And we we say that jokingly because that it, it actually really is some of the cool parts about overlanding is the scenes or the the scenery and the views and all the cool stuff you get to go see. So totally, that was definitely a joke. Um, but yeah, you will definitely see. And the more stuff taking. that you can bolt on your rig, the better. Yes, make it as heavy. You're going to have on your rooftop tent. You're going to have on the roof rack. You're going to probably want to have a vacuum and a wash machine. Yeah, and possibly a microwave. We did uh, a, a little spoof video. Yeah. If you guys totally, haven't already seen I, that, I, I'm the biggest overlander ever. I'm totally, totally the guy that put too much stuff in the back of his truck. I just had to put new leaf springs in my truck because I was like I riding on my bum stops. <laughs> um, so I'm that guy. But we did. You should check out our YouTube. We did a funny spoof video where I was like was loading one. up a Traeger into the back of it and like a six foot table on top. Um, it was pretty fun. So yeah, overlanding. It's awesome. I recommend it. If you have no idea what it was, hopefully this gives you a little bit of insight Inside, of a you. direction you can go. Get your toes wet. Yeah. Um, you've probably already been doing it. You just didn't know it was called overlanding. I didn't know I was doing it. Yeah. But, I don't know how uh, many years I've been out in the woods with a pickup and a bunch of camp gear thrown in the back, but yeah. I guess I'm, I'm like an OG overlander. <laughs> you started it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully... You paid attention, but those are the three things. Capable vehicle, food, sleep, and uh, most importantly, enjoy it. Be comfortable. Have fun. Be safe. Um, be safe. Yep. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Um, we will be on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. Dang, that was pretty fast. I know. Ash, it's always a pleasure having you on here, dude. It was a good time. I like talking about this stuff. Um something that I'm super passionate about as well. So it's, it's fun getting, you know, getting into the geek side and talking about things that I enjoy doing too. And that's, that's what we're here for. I can't say that enough. Give us a call. We're happy to help plan out your build and help you select the right parts so that you can make your trip super enjoyable and, and get your family out there and see new things. Sweet. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next we time. Out. Go overlanding. landing.